Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today we are going to talk about uh, the craziness of week four. And of course, more injuries, more players that you need to know about to pick up for the waiver wire. Uh, I got some names for you here. You definitely want to check this out. So here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Starring a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship. Jimmy Maverick. Hey, how you doing out there, everybody? It's Jimmy Maverick coming at you from the Fantasy Maverick Podcast in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And today we're going to talk about waiver wire pickups. For me, I'm filming this on Monday, so I have not yet seen the Monday night games. But we do have, obviously, another week of uh, pretty bad injuries. Uh, Nick Chubb, probably going to miss up to six weeks. Austin Eckler on IR, so that means he's out at least three weeks. So that does open up opportunities for other players. So you definitely want to uh, check out what I'm going to be talking about in just a few minutes about waiver wire targets that you, that you should look at. Um, also, next week, Detroit and Green Bay are on a bye. So that's a lot of fantasy talent that's gone like this past week with uh, not having um, the Steelers and uh, Tennessee. That really hurt a lot of people's teams, not having them unexpectedly. So anyway, uh, they are on a um, Detroit and Green Bay on a bye next week. So you're going to need to get replacements for that. And um, as far as quarterbacks go, I'm maintaining my position that you do not need to roster a second quarterback. There are always great quarterbacks available on the waiver wire. I'm going to give you an example, um, three examples, actually, this past week for week four. Justin Herbert, 16% rostered. He got 28 points. Teddy Bridgewater, 19% rostered. He got 27 points. Sam Darnold, 9% rostered. He got 25 points. Okay, there's always going to be great quarterbacks available on the waiver wire. The only people that need to pick up a quarterback are if you have Matthew Stafford or if you have Aaron um, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? I can't believe I did that. But, um, you know, uh, as far as matchups this week, uh, again, Teddy Bridgewater gets to play Atlanta. I'd pick him up. Uh, Justin Herbert gets to play the Saints. Saints are one of the most generous uh, defenses to opposing quarterbacks. He's a great choice. Daniel Jones gets to play Dallas. Dallas can't stop anybody. Those are three great guys to pick up. But again, the quarterback, there's no quarterbacks that are injured right now. Uh, you know, Cam Newton might miss week five. It depends on how uh, he goes with the uh, protocol. So he might be someone that you need to pick up for. But there's three great options for you for week five. Look for those guys if you need a quarterback. Now, um, going into the uh, regular list, we got running. I got running backs for you here. We're going to start out with some ones that are that are looking really good. I'm not sure if I would start them yet, uh, but Chase Edmonds, uh, Arizona's running back, he has seen increasing role um, in his uh, in his um, position on the team, and for some inexplicable reason. Uh, well, they're giving Chase Edmonds a lot of targets. They gave him five targets last week. I'm sorry, six targets. Um, and, and whereas they're not giving Kenyon Drake any, I don't know what's going on there. Kenyon Drake has, uh, has been baffling this season. I do not understand why he's being so underutilized in the offense. Uh, but right now the momentum is with Chase Edmonds. So he's absolutely worth a roster slot right now. I would not start him yet. Uh, because last week, again, four touches, six targets. That's kind of below my 15 threshold for running backs, but certainly his position is rolling, uh, is growing and he is he is uh, more effective than Drake is for sure. Um, 
Another one to consider, another pickup you need to target uh, due to the Eckler injury. You got Justin Jackson, um, who uh, is is right now one of only two healthy running backs on that roster. Um, Eckler going to be out at least three weeks. He's on IR. He's got a hamstring and knee injury going on right now. Uh, and Joshua Kelly, uh, frankly, has been struggling. He's been fumbling. He's been ineffective when he's on the field. So this is a perfect opportunity for, for Jackson to do something, um, which he has not done anything so far. So, you know, he's only 5% rostered. He's very likely probably available on your uh, on your waiver wire. Uh, I would definitely pick him up. Uh, you know, there's certainly nothing lost by picking him up. Uh, another one that will benefit from the Chubb injury is DeErnest Johnson uh, from Cleveland. Uh, Chubb says they he'll be sidelined up to six weeks, and this really hurts my team. Man, I got uh, I think I got three teams with Chubb on it, so that's really going to hurt me. I'm definitely going to make a a big play to get this guy on those teams. Now, of course, Kareem Hunt's going to be the lead guy. We know that already, and and Kareem Hunt can handle a full workload. He is that kind of a back, but this Cleveland team is a run first team. And they're going to want fresh legs in there. They're, they're going to want to utilize the two running back set. Darnest Johnson had 13 touches uh, in the final three quarters of that game last week after Chubb went out. So that means he's very probably going to be getting over 15 touches. That's my threshold for uh, starting a player in the flex position. And so uh, the only issue with uh, Ernest Johnson is he does have a bad matchup this next week. Indianapolis, one of the top teams against the run, actually uh, one of the top defenses in the league, certainly uh, very good uh, uh, top to bottom. You know, uh, they're good against the quarterback. They're good against running backs. They're good against wide receivers. They're good against tight ends. So it's not a great matchup, but chances are if, if you're like me, you got Chubb in there, you're going to need to get someone else. Ernest Johnson certainly is a good choice. Um, another one that I think, uh, again, will benefit as long as Christian McCaffrey is out is Reggie Bonifin uh, from Carolina. Uh, he was just promoted from the practice squad and immediately got 10 touches and two targets in week four. So that volume is below my threshold of 15, but uh, I think he's absolutely worth a pickup. And, uh, you know, he, uh, let's see here. If you're desperate, you know, if you're desperate for a running back, I think he's a great choice, especially if, you know, you've got Aaron Jones or, you know, you've got maybe um, um, Adrian Peterson or something like that because those guys aren't playing this week. Uh, finally, for running backs, we can look at J.D. McKissick of Washington. Great option for PPR leagues. Now, uh, he only had two carries in week four, but he got eight targets. And that's pretty darn good. He, he caught seven targets for 40 yards. That's why I say a uh, great option for PPR. Uh, They're using him primarily in screen passes, and that usage should continue against the Rams in week five. So um, I think he's definitely worth a pickup. And all these guys, you know, they are risky to start, but I think in the flex position, it's a limited level of risk. And especially if you are lacking because you've got so many injuries on your team, which a lot of teams are dealing with right now. It's not, it's not just you, man. Everybody is dealing with a lot of injuries this year. It is a tough year for fantasy. Um, let's go to wide receivers then. So uh, wide receivers, uh, a couple of guys that uh, you want to look at. And even though I hate the team and I hate the coach, uh, Jeff Smith of the New York Jets is available. He was activated off of IR for week four. He promptly got, went out and got nine targets. 
This receiving core, in as far as the Jets is concerned, has been devastated uh, with injuries, and so there's not a lot of targets there. Crowder's also there, um, but um, you know he turned those seven, uh, those nine targets into seven catches and 81 yards. Fantastic. Zero percent owned in fantasy leagues, so he is definitely available on your waiver wire. Um, I also like Zach Pascal of Indianapolis, who certainly has a role with both Pittman and Campbell being out. Um, He got eight targets on Sunday, and he turned that into three catches for 58 yards. So, uh, like I said, he's worth a shot in PPR leagues, but he is a low-floor option because you're not sure exactly how many catches he's going to make out of uh, whatever volume he gets. Um, On to Las Vegas, we got Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, uh, another beneficiary of a a very injured receiving core. Uh, There's not a lot of receiving options available uh, outside of – Renfro and um, uh, Waller, right? So uh, anyway, he got eight targets uh, last week. He turned it into five catches for 57 yards. Uh, Again, it should be a high volume of passing against Kansas City. A lot of catch-up work. That plays into the wide receiver role. So I think he's going to be a great option, especially for PPR. Um, a guy I talked about last week, still available. Uh, he's still only 19% rostered, uh, but Greg Ward of the Philadelphia Eagles, um, he appears to be the top target on this team. He got seven targets on su- Sunday, more than, um, more than Zach Ertz. That was really kind of surprising for me to see. Uh, and, and it was a tough matchup against San Francisco, but he did get four catches for 38 yards. Uh, the matchup against the Steelers, another really tough matchup. But uh, he'll get the volume if you really need a starter. So I, I think he's worth picking up. And, and you know, he's, I think he's going to have usage beyond week five as well. So that's something to consider. Um, Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos. Again, another team devastated by injuries, especially in the receivers. Uh, now you got Hamler and Font out along with Sutton already gone for the year. Uh, Patrick got seven targets on Thursday night's game. He turned it into six catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. That's fantastic. He's got a nice connection with Ripon. And, and, and what uh, you kind of see here is because Ripon was the backup, uh, kind of the backup to the backup. He was playing with guys like Tim Patrick in practices, you know, playing with the second and third team. So they, they have a nice connection. It's kind of like the same thing that Minshew had with Chark. Uh, because neither one of those guys were on the first team. But then when when, Char, uh, when when Minshew took over in week one of last year, he immediately had a great connection with Chark, boosted both their values. Um, so anyway, Tim Patrick uh, is a great option to look at on the waiver wire. Um, I also like Scotty Miller, Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin, injured. Uh, O.J. Howard, gone for the year. Um, you know, Evans is dealing with a, with a hamstring injury. I think it's a hamstring injury or it's a knee injury. So there is, um, there's a lot of injuries. Uh, Scotty Miller did great with Tom Brady. He got seven targets, turned it into five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown, only 16% owned. Uh, he is a volatile option, but, uh, again, absolutely worth uh, picking up. And uh, a guy I like from my alma mater, LaVisca Chenault, who has, been doing great, seeing an increasing role each week. I really like that. Um, his his volume is is kind of below my my threshold for um, you know wide receiver. One carry and six targets, so that's a little light. That's a little risky to to start, but he's absolutely worth rostering on your bench with anticipation that he will grab a larger role. Um, he he turned those six targets into four um, four catches, and he got ninety one scrimmage yards. 
So that's really good. And he was making some tough catches out there. I don't know if you guys watched that game, um, but really, really nice. Uh, so uh, I got to say, uh, he's absolutely worth uh, rostering in your league. I, I, I wouldn't start him yet, but, uh, you know, again, never stop improving your team. That's my philosophy with fantasy football. Uh, with tight ends, we got some. We do have some nice options here that uh, you can consider. Um, Dalton Schultz of Dallas is still available on like fifty percent of the leagues. Uh, he's only fifty-two percent owned, so he is about a fifty-fifty shot. He'll be on your waiver wire, but he's been great since Jarwin went down with an injury. He's had ten targets, six targets, and eight targets. Obviously, Dallas is just. Uh, you know, an offensive explosion type team. Uh, he he seems to be the wide receiver three on this team, which is actually very encouraging. A decent, um, you know, a, a, he's got a decent target share. And uh, the complete inability of the Dallas defense to do anything and, and just the high scoring potential of this offense week in and week out, it's perfect. That is perfect for fantasy. That's absolutely what you want. Dalton Schultz, uh, I pick him up and I would start him over a lot of existing tight ends out there um, right now. So uh, he's really good. Um, Jimmy Graham is also um, available in a ton of leagues and, and he had a really disappointing week four. Again, it was a, you know, it was a tough matchup. Um, that indie defense is, is for real. Uh, he only got five targets in week four. So that's really not enough for me to want to start him, but um, and, and week five, he's got Tampa Bay. So that's not good either, but I think he's worth rostering if if you want a little depth, a little insurance against your starting um, uh, tight end. I think he's a good choice. He is getting a lot of red zone looks, which is important. Uh, I think that will translate into a lot of, uh, you know, that'll translate into an above average touchdown total uh, against what his expected volume is. So that's really good. And uh, here's one that, that I was downplaying last week, but you know what? He might be worth a pickup here, but Rob Gronkowski of Tampa Bay um, with the in, the season-ending injury to O.J. Howard. That means there's only two tight ends now. That kind of tightens up uh, how many targets can go to each. It's not a high-volume uh, option here. You know, he got seven targets two weeks ago, but he only got like three targets last week. Not a startable asset at this time, but I think he's worth rostering again just as, uh, you know, kind of an insurance play. Cameron Brate's not really a durable player either, so if, if – Break gets injured, then he's going to be the only game in town for the tight end that could portend to, you know, a decent level of volume. But he's he's not Gronk isn't doing much right now, so he would be only a choice if I'm really super desperate to get uh, to get a second tight end, you know, to kind of back up my main tight end. And I usually don't roster a second tight end, so that's where I'm at with Gronk. But he, he is worth a look. And uh, finally, for defense. Um, we've got some nice streams for week five that you should consider. Uh, the first one is Arizona, who gets to play the Jets, and that is that should be very good for the defense. This is, you know, um, they, they did have a horrid game against Carolina, uh, but I think this will be a bounce-back game for the defense. They, the, the defense was good for the first couple of weeks, but past two weeks they've been kind of terrible. Uh, but that is certainly worth... Um, worth a look at. They're only about 50% rostered, so easy to get. Uh, also, Dallas is playing the Giants. And, you know, the Giants offensively are just DOA. They they cannot get anything done. Uh, now, to, they might be able to get things done against this Dallas defense, but 
you know, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of injuries to Dallas. You know, they, they don't have Barkley. They don't have, um, uh, uh, Shepard, Sterling Shepard. Right. So anyway, um, I think, uh, if, if you really need a streaming defense, I think Dallas is a decent choice. Also, uh, Houston gets Jacksonville at home. Houston, at 0-4, just the whole season's getting flushed down the toilet. Uh, but I don't think that they, I don't think that they played any conference games yet. So uh, if if that's the case, then Jacksonville's in conference. Uh, that gives them the motivation. That that offense is problematic. Minshew's throwing, you know, throwing some interceptions. There there's some some turnovers there. So uh, th- there could be potential for points here. So I think Houston is also worth a look. Uh, as your uh, as a defensive streamer for week four so so that's it man so I'm just uh, I'm working on it and and I'm, I'm I'm looking and I'm hoping that things go well tonight for Monday night football with the two games that are being played I still have a lot of players that need to play uh, including Patrick Mahomes so hopefully things go well for me tonight I do have a couple of games locked up uh, as victories uh, but it was a tough week the the injury to Chubb really hurt a lot of my teams because uh, he only got like 4.8 points before he went out that was tough uh, Eckler going out. I only have one share of Eckler, but that, that definitely hurt that team. So anyway, just got to deal with it. Uh, there's nothing you can do about injuries once they happen during the season. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's just good old fashioned luck, man. Sometimes you have good luck. Sometimes you have bad, but keep fighting, keep hanging in there because you can still rebound. Okay. I've seen teams go from the bottom third. If you are in that situation where you only have one win or zero wins, you just keep playing. You just keep uh, picking up players. You make some trades. Go out and make some trades this week, okay? That's what you should do. Look at other teams that are not also that are not doing very well. They're going to be very motivated to try to trade stuff and, and improve their team. So, again, your goal, look for something that will improve both your team and their team. Where are you strong? And is that where they're weak? And are they strong where you're weak? Can you make a trade where you both where both you guys end up better um, and which is what you want. That's what you want in fantasy football. So anyway, good luck in week five. I'm going to be back on Thursday with Swami. We'll be looking at uh, the matchups and, and the starts and sits. So um, uh, again, another crazy week in the NFL. Not as crazy as week three. It seemed to calm down a little bit. I'm sure the fact that Tennessee and, and, and Pittsburgh didn't play kind of helped that a bit. Uh, but uh, still, a lot of huge performances. I mean, OBJ, Dak Prescott, he's he's going gonzo every single week. It doesn't seem like anybody can stop him from doing anything, uh, which is kind of weird because the Dallas defense can't stop anybody from doing anything either. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, good luck in week five. Go look for these guys on the waiver wire. And also just check, just check to see who's there. Uh, I checked, I always check like before the waivers, open up. I always check and I put in my bids and stuff. But then after the trades happen, I always go in to see who's available. Last week, I picked up TJ Hawkinson. Someone had dropped him onto the waiver wire when it picked him up. It's, it's a beautiful thing when that happens. So, uh, check it out. Once the waiver wire is clear, uh, there's going to be a bunch of players are going to be dropped, especially because the bye weeks are starting now. So that also adds to the thing. And people, they just don't have enough room on their bench to hold all the players along with their bench, bench players and their injured players and everything else. So, so definitely you got to check it out every Wednesday morning. You should just go on to the waiver wire and just see who's there. And if there's somebody good, just grab them. All right. So uh, anyway, 
Good luck, everybody. Have yourself a great fantasy football week, week five, and we'll see how it goes. And uh, I'll see you guys on Thursday with Swami Rob.